an ordinary dialogue delivered by Mr. Srivastava, a corrupt police commissioner in a movie called Jaane Bhi Do Yaro. Yet, it single-handedly portrayed the entire bureaucratic system of our nation. The bob of our country's pendulum oscillates between corruption and democratization. The farther the bob goes out onto democratization, the higher is its return in corruption. And between these two positions lies our civil participation. India is one of the largest democracies of the world, with hundreds and thousands of people employed under the bureaucratic system. But first, to understand corruption, we need to diverge into the socio-political economic history of our country and tackle its roots. India became a free country in 1947, after which P.T. Jawaharlal Nehru lobbied the importance of a socialistic form of society. It was clear to the economists then that a democratic country with a socialist economy would be plagued with corruption. Thus, a mixed economy, socialism intervened between with capitalism was established. So, what happened? Where did it all go wrong? The major turning point was not when the mixed economy got established, but the reforms of 1991. As proudly as netizens use liberalization these days on Instagram to flaunt their ideologies, what we don't understand is the history of India attached to it. India liberalized its economy in 1991, and it was believed that after liberalization, the resources of the country, rather than being in the hands of the government, would be with the productive investors who could impede growth. However. The result turned out to be disastrous. Corruption reached a commanding height. The economy, which was once in the hands of an unskilled government, was now in the grasp of corporate houses monopolizing, privatizing, and accumulating wealth in their own pocket. Corruption cannot be stated only as a socio-economic problem; rather, it's a flaw in morality, a legitimate pursuit of self-interest to gain higher dominance. Coming down to it, there is no other way to put it than to blame the transparency laws of the government. More than half of the people in India pay bribes to state and local officials because it was the only way to get work done. This, in clear words, is an indicator of the failures of various governments in power over these years. Achyadin, on May twenty sixth, twenty fourteen, Narendra Modi was sworn in as the fifteenth Prime Minister of India. With the promise of making India less corrupt. On 8 November 2016, our Prime Minister changed the monetary system of our nation without the expertise of skilled economists. Amartya Sen, a renowned economist, said in an interview with the Hindu, "Every now and then we get missiles fired by the government unilaterally. Demonetization was just such a missile, where there are reports." Coming in of hardships and suffering, though it is not quite clear where the missile has landed. It is said that this scheme turned out to be a failure solely because the government fought corruption at the wrong place. However, the past incidences of government involvement in such cases make us question the legitimacy of the scheme. Was it ever aimed at the rich industrialists? Was it ever meant to stop the flow of black money? these questions will still remain unanswered 
What's frightening is that when one die of a curve foundation falls weak, others too do not remain unaffected. The legislative and judicial bodies of our country are independent yet not exclusive. The fall of the judiciary and prejudice with favoritism in legislature creates a scene straight out of dystopia. One of the most horrific realizations when a government gets hijacked from the inside by corruption is that there is no official whom you can turn to. It's an unanswerable question whether we will all move towards growth and prevention of corruption or not. It's an unanswerable question whether we will be able to remove it from every level, every strata of the society or not. It's an unanswerable question whether our government will hold corrupt officials accountable or not. We are leaving the future of our country on a bunch of unanswerable questions. So what does it say about us and our nation? Only time will tell.